Hello, everyone. This podcast is to cover pharmacokinetics, dynamics, and genetics. So, this is really the first lecture of 5106. And so, there's some basic concepts that we'll go back over just to kind of consider the overall implications of drugs administration and how they work throughout the body. As you'll see, these applications. Uh, or this information is applicable for the rest of the this semester as well as future semesters. So what is a drug? A drug is any chemical that can affect a living process. Pharmacology is the study of drugs and their interactions with the living system. So pharmacokinetics uh, is the activity or fate of the drug in the body, how the body moves the actual drug around. So absorption happens um, mainly inside of the uh, intestine uh, for most of the medications that we're going to give. So about 80% of medications are administered orally, sublingual, or uh, rectally. Um, When we are talking about oral administration, uh, there's various sites that the medication can be uh, absorbed through. Mainly this is going to happen either in the stomach or the small intestine, uh, eventually through uh, the villi and the microvilli, uh, through then the um, intestinal uh, cell membrane. Uh, Other areas of administration could be IV, IM, or subcutaneous. Using these other routes, we also have to think about um, other applications of the absorptive medicine so or the way that other medications can absorb through excuse me this would include transdermal topical inhaled or intranasal um, administration routes also otic and optic Uh, there's also vaginal administration of medication go back through and touch on the advantages and disadvantages of po sublingual, rectal, IV, IM, and sub-Q. Basically what we're looking for here is that PO administration is going to take longer to to actually um, have an effect on the body in most instances. instances. And then once we get into the IV, um, gradually get to the IV administration, what you'll see is um, almost immediate effect in some of the medications Uh, namely the opioids, Um, and that gives us a really good, opioids give us a really good starting point for the differences and advantages and disadvantages. So let's discuss the opioid administration. So an oral administration of an opioid morphine um, is going to take longer to start acting on the body, but it's actually going to take longer for the body to break it down. So it's going to actually last longer. Um, It's going to last longer than um, IM administration, and the IM is going to last longer than the IV administration. Um, But then just the opposite, the PO is going to take longer to have an effect. When we discuss opioids, the IM is going to take longer to have effect than IV, and the IV formulation of an opioid is going to have almost an immediate effect, um, and so much quicker than the IM or PO administration.
So some factors affecting drug absorption. Um, if the formulation of the medication is in some type of sustained release or extended release, um, uh, other things to consider, the surface area exposure of the actual medication. Is it an elongated pill? Is it a short pill? Is, does it have a wide surface area for the body to start to break down? Also, the pH environment of the uh, stomach. Sometimes pills are made so they don't break down in the stomach, but they actually go through to the small intestine and are absorbed. Um, and this is when we have to start thinking about food-drug interactions and drug-drug interactions. All of the, both of those can affect uh, drug absorption, but also in the setting of an acute um, injury or, excuse me, acute illness, uh, the body's blood flow, health status, and the ability to absorb medications is going to be altered at times. So depending on the individual, this could slow down the absorption altogether. So um, the next section is distribution, which is the movement of drugs throughout the body. So the first section is get the medication into the system uh, through the various routes we discussed. And then the next setting is how are we gonna actually move it throughout the body? So main, the main way that we're looking for the medication to be distributed throughout the body is the blood flow to the tissues. Um, things we need to start thinking about with medications sitting inside of the vasculature is how protein bound it is. When medications are highly protein bound, it means that less of the medication is actually available to act on the receptor site. So a highly protein bound medication is going to be one where the dosage of it uh, relative to itself is going to actually be high, right? So a higher dose of a medicine that is protein bound will lead more drug to be available at the activation sites. And then if it is, if it is low protein bound, then we need to be concerned uh, or focused on the fact that there's a lot more of that medication that's going to be um, in circulation that can affect the target tissue sites, okay? And then depending on what's how high or low protein bound, if these medications then uh, lay against the membra membrane of the tissue and then transported uh, in or out for the potential activation sites. So things that directly affect distribution are blood flow, protein binding, but then also the body tissue affinity. Um, if, it is, if there's high affinity of the tissue to the body, um, less is going to need to be in circulation to actually get the desired outcome. Metabolism is the next section. So this is where the body breaks down the medication um, and one of the the opioids is a very specific medication that actually works as the metabolite. So when we administer um, oral morphine, the actual opiate in the oral morphine is not what has an effect on the tissue sites, but in fact, the metabolite of the medication is what acts at the um, at the tissue site. So organs that break down medications include the liver and the kidney. It's very important to understand that moving forward, you're going to have to know um, liver injury is going to show up on LFTs. Uh, kidney function injury is going to show up on your BMP, 
which uh, more specifically uh, will focus on the creatinine levels. Um, and just knowing that these two organs are the main sites of metabolism throughout the body, and we're going to have to understand how it actually um, can affect future drug administration. If there are injury to either one of these organs, is this the best medication if it's metabolized in this organ? So if we're using a medication that is metabolized in an organ that is not functioning correctly, it then can lead to toxic levels uh, throughout the body, and it wouldn't be safe. So um, excretion is the next section, uh, and this is the removal of uh, the drug from the body. This can happen through the urine, bile, sweat, saliva, breast milk, and expired air. This is very specific to each individual drug. And if you look through your drug apps, you can find out where or how the medication is actually excreted. Usually this is the same organ that also metabolizes the medication, but not always. Pharmacodynamics is what the drug does to the body. Really, this relates back to the mechanism of action of the individual drug on the cell. So what we need to think about is the overarching um, labels uh, of the categories of the drugs that we'll discuss. So is it a stimulant? Is it a depressant? Um, is it um, a replacement for something? Is it an inhibiting or killing an organism, or is it an irritant to the tissue? So receptor sites themselves have an affinity, so how strong the link is between the activation site, the receptor site, excuse me, and the medication. Uh, this is important when we talk about the reversal agents that we need to use for specific medications. So we'll stick with opioids, the reversal agent for opioid is uh, Narcan. And what happens is, is that Narcan is actually a stronger, has a stronger pull to the actual receptor site than does the um, original opioid. Um, This is important uh, to understand because sometimes the medication that we're giving, Narcan or uh, Naloxone, excuse me, is the generic name. Sometimes we also have to understand that just because it's stronger, we have to think that at some point it's gonna burn off quicker as well. So some of the reversal agents are stronger than the original medication, but they don't last as long. So we have to be concerned about readministration of these drugs when we're trying to pull off the original medication. And that leads us to the agonist versus antagonist. So an agonist is a medication that's producing the same as the body's internal response when that receptor site is stimulated. And then um, an antagonist is when the medication latches onto that same receptor site, but it inhibits the internal response from occurring. Looking at overall, what we are then looking inside of the, the inside of the body at the 
uh, serum level concentrations of medications. Then we start thinking about toxic levels as well as minimum effective concentration or the MEC. So the toxic levels is a level of drug inside of the uh, body that is going to lead to end organ damage. And that could be against the kidneys or the ears or the liver or the brain or the heart. Um, so that means that we've overshot our goal. So the goal is actually what's called the therapeutic range. The therapeutic range is the area between the toxic level concentration and the minimum effective concentration. One example of a medication that we specifically want above the minimum effective concentration is antibiotics. So they've done studies and they've shown that concentration of the antibiotic needs to be above a certain level to actually get the effect to kill the organism. So within that therapeutic range is when that antibiotic is gonna work the best. So the therapeutic index is the term that is used when we discuss the um, therapeutic range. So therapeutic index is a term that kind of helps us understand the distance between the toxic concentration and the minimum effective concentration. When a medication has a narrow therapeutic index, what we are saying is there's not much room for error when it comes to concentration of that drug. So medications that have a narrow therapeutic index, these are the ones that we will be pulling um, um, either peak and trough levels or random levels. Peak levels are going to be taken about uh, peak serum concentration levels will be taken about an hour or so after the medication has been administered. And then trough levels are going to be taken about an hour or just before the next dose is actually due. So the trough level is going to show us how low of a concentration at its lowest point the medication is. And so that helps us understand the minimum effective or the minimum concentration of the drug and then the peak level is going to ensure that we're not going above the toxic concentration level when we talk about the toxic concentration level this is looking at the ld50 or the lethal dose 50. so concentrations above that level a the concentration above an ld50 it is the same thing as saying unstudied participants or the animals, there was a 50% death rate um, of, of the participants that were tested. ED50, effective dose 50, is where greater than 50% of the participants in the study got the effective um, side effects, or excuse me, the intended side effects, uh, or excuse me, the intended um, action of the original drug. So, um, so remember, very important as we move forward, uh, peak trough and random levels are, are, um, medic are drawn on um, various medications. So digoxin, uh, gentamicin, vancomycin, um, and some other medications which we'll discuss 
uh, in future lectures, uh, but an important concept to understand moving forward.